0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. We all know that the Bible speaks strongly against envy and jealousy. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and in Titus 3, we are told that even though this is a natural condition of fallen man, as soon as we get saved. However, it is among the first things that must go. As the Holy Spirit comes upon us at salvation by faith, he begins to convict us and empower us through grace to cast out every vain imagination, and few imaginations or as vain as envy. In fact, According to scripture, the one thing that gives jealousy access into your heart is vainglory or a desire for attention. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 26, we read this. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. When the devil sees someone desiring attention from anyone for any reason, he sends the spirit of jealousy to watch for an opportunity to enter in. And yes, jealousy is most definitely an evil spirit as stated in the book of Numbers chapter 5 verse 30. You can look it up for yourself. It's stated very clearly with no need for interpreting. When the person desiring the attention eventually at some point doesn't get it, or someone else does, that spirit gets in their ear and tells them all of the reasons that that person didn't deserve it and all of the reasons that they did. At this point, the believer needs to rebuke those thoughts and rejoice for the blessings of others. Because as soon as you choose to agree with that spirit, you give it access. Ephesians chapter 24 verse 26 tells us this. When you get angry, make sure that you do not sin. You do this by not allowing the sun to go down upon your wrath or else you will give place to the devil. In other words, as soon as the emotion rises up, deal with it. Rebuke it. Break agreement. Don't give it access. Because once you have given envy access... It then begins to work at your heart, mind, and emotions until what's in your heart eventually reaches your lips and all manner of gossip, slander, guile, lies, bitterness, malice, manipulation, contention, and division comes out and begins to tear down and defile others around you. Having been allowed to go this far, What has come out of your mouth then begins to drive your actions through pride into snares and entrapments, making you the very tool of Satan against others and setting you at odds with God as you sow seeds of hatred and offense among his children. And if allowed to continue, envy can even go all the way to physical murder, even though spiritual murder. A far worse crime has already been committed as you have caused others to stumble from their steadfastness in the faith through your planting of contention, offense, and bitterness in them. Luke chapter 6 verse 45 says this, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart doth the mouth speak. And in James chapter 3, verse 14, we read, But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. For this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every." Evil work. This one seed of envy truly, if allowed access into your heart, can grow into every area of sin imaginable. And the thing that draws it to you is a desire for attention. So guard your heart from this always and be content in faith in whatever God has given you, wherever God has placed you, and with whoever God has placed you in hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 we read let our conversations be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have for god himself hath said that i will never leave thee nor forsake thee my friend if jesus christ is enough then we will never have a reason to be envious Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now I want to speak a little bit more to the faithful and humble servant of the Lord who has faced the viciousness of envy's wrath coming against them from others for no cause. To you I offer today this hope and revelation, because that envy is brought on by a desire for attention or vainglory, it will always rise up against those who have the favor and anointing of God on their lives. And because that it is incited by an evil spirit, the attacks often come before the victim themselves even sees the manifestation of that favor that God has on them. Yet the devil knows that it is there and envies it. We see this throughout scripture in the life of Joseph as jealousy drives his own brothers to attempt murder, then to sell him into slavery. What were they jealous of as the boy had not yet done anything of notoriety, but for the favor of the anointing of God on his life that would later lead to greatness was the devil envious through them. We see it in David's life as Saul recognized God's favor and anointing on him and grew envious to the point of harassing, hunting, and seeking to kill David out of jealousy. We see it in Daniel's life, as the politicians in the king's court grew jealous of God's favor and anointing on his life and conspired to have him thrown to the lions. We see it in Jesus's life as God's favor and anointing on him caused jealousy to rise up in the Pharisees to the point of having him crucified. Make no mistake, it was envy that hung Jesus, an innocent man, on that cross. And it is envy that will rise up against all those who will follow his likeness, living godly, humbly, and sacrificially. And in doing so, attain the favor and anointing of God themselves. For we are told very clearly in 2 Timothy verse 3 chapter 12 that all those who will truly live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. And Jesus said this himself from his own lips in Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 that if any man is willing to come after me, then let him deny himself and take up his cross follow me. The cross, my friend, is not vainglory. It's sacrifice and persecution and devotion and obedience to the will of God, no matter what it costs you. How easily do we forget that one of the fruits of the Spirit is long-suffering. Many modern translations have changed this word to patience. While patience is surely a virtue, the original word, long-suffering, is far more fitting. As patience only implies waiting, but long-suffering implies faithful, humble, endurance of great trials, tribulation, and suffering. You see, the problem is this. Those that have a desire for attention are focused on self... Therefore, they cannot please God. However, when they see someone whose desire was to obey God in faith, which does please God, they become envious of that person's closeness to God. They desire their mantle, but have not, or will not, take on their sackcloth and ashes, their waiting, their sacrifices, their long-suffering. Everyone wants the double portion, but very few are willing to go through the Job experience to get it. So they envy those who have. Don't be like Job's friends. Don't become Joseph's brothers. Don't be a Pharisee or a Saul. Don't be jealous or desirous of vainglory. Trust that God sees what you do not. Has been there through what you have not, and is rewarding what you cannot understand with a just and faithful reward. Therefore, rejoice for those who have through much long-suffering attained favor. Take the lowest seat and patiently await your own reward by selfless faith in its proper season. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6 tells us this, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon Him, because He does care for you. We've got to face the truth today, and the reality is this that competition comes from a lack of time in the prayer closet and in the Word of God, because that's where your identity really is. Your calling, commission, and position. And if you don't spend time there to get it, you'll start to look for it in other people. Which will make you competitive, envious, and jealous. And eventually, you'll try to steal it. You'll hunt down and hurt people who could have helped you. Because you want their anointing instead of seeking God for your own place in the body. We saw it happen with Saul and the Pharisees. Saul hunted David and the Pharisees hunted Jesus in both cases out of envy. Don't look for your place in the kingdom, in other people's callings. And when they find theirs, don't try to steal it from them or dethrone them out of jealousy or competition. Seek God until you find your rightful position. And you'll see that the one you once envied is likely the one that was meant to help you achieve it. So clever is the enemy of the anointing. Still, the problem always starts with a lack of time with Jesus. He stands at the door and knocks. It's up to you to open it. But if you choose not to, don't then become jealous of the one who did. It is a pearl of great price, and it will be claimed by the one that values it most. Sometimes, when God wants to give out diamonds, he simply asks who is willing to come help him clean up coals. So clever is our God in choosing his anointed. In 1 Corinthians 1, verse 24, it says, But unto them which are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not very many wise men after the flesh, nor many mighty men, nor many noble men are called of him. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound those that think themselves wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world. To confound the things which are mighty, and the abased things of the world, and the humble things of the world, and the things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, the things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence.